0: To the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Thursday, February 18th. I invite you to pause this audio right now so that you can have your moment with God and ask Him for His guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. The Problem with Idolatry Idolatry destroys a unique, intimate relationship with God by replacing Him with something else. Let's read Exodus chapter 20, verses 4 and 5. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me. And Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another, nor my praise to graven images. So, prophets refer to idolatry as spiritual adultery. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 3, verses 6 through 9. Then the Lord said to me in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen what faithless Israel did? She went up on every high hill and under every green tree, and she was a harlot there. I thought, after she has done all these things, she will return to me. But she did not return, and her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And I saw that for all the adulteries of faithless Israel, I had sent her away and given her a writ of divorce, Yet her treacherous sister Judah did not fear, but she went and was a harlot also. Because of the likeness of her harlotry, she polluted the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. And Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 15 through 19. But you trusted in your beauty and played the harlot because of your fame and you poured out your harlotries on every passerby who might be willing. You took some of your clothes, made for yourself high places of various colors and played the harlot on them which should never come about nor happen. You also took Your beautiful jewels made of my gold and of my silver, which I had given you, and made for yourself male images, that you might play the harlot with them. Then you took your embroidered cloth and covered them, and offered my oil and my incense before them. Also my bread, which I gave you, fine flour, oil, and honey, with which I fed you, you would offer before them for a soothing aroma. So it happened, declares the Lord God. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 29 reads, Behold, all of them are false, their works are worthless, their molten images are wind and emptiness. How does Isaiah characterize idols? How do you understand what he is saying there about them? Why is that so accurate a depiction of any idol no matter what it is? Ancient idolaters believed they worshipped powerful divine beings through images or symbols of them. Worship of an idol representing another god breaks the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. But if an idol is intended to represent the true god, as the golden calf was, the Lord rejects it as a likeness of himself, for nobody knows how to depict him and nothing can represent His incomparable glory and greatness. Thus, an idol itself functions as another god, and worshipping it breaks the first and second commandments. God's people don't need idols because they have His real Shekinah presence with them in His sanctuary. To worship an idol is to replace and therefore deny His real presence. Question. What kinds of idolatry do we face as a Church today? Does idolatry appear in more subtle forms in the Church today? If so, how? Quote, Many who bear the name of Christians are serving other gods besides the Lord. Our Creator demands our supreme devotion, our first allegiance. Anything which tends to abate our love for God or to interfere with the service to Him becomes thereby an idol. Ellen White comments the SDA Bible Commentary, volume 2, pages 1011-1012. We know from ancient writings that idolatry was attractive because it was about materialism. Using modes of worship people could relate to, idolaters honored forces they believed could give them fertility and prosperity. It was self-help religion. Sounds familiar? Just before the Lord comes again, with His way prepared by the roadwork, of a final Elijah message of reconciliation, the choice will be the same as in the days of Isaiah. Will you worship the Creator? Or will you worship something else? For in the end, we always worship something. Additional reading, selected quotes from Ellen White, in rejecting the truth, men reject its author. In trampling upon the law of God, they deny the authority of the lawgiver. It is as easy to make an idol of false doctrines and theories as to fashion an idol of wood or stone. By misrepresenting the attributes of God, Satan leads men to conceive or ...of Him in a false character. With many, a philosophical idol is enthroned in the place of Jehovah. While the living God, as He is revealed in His work, in Christ, and in the works of creation, is worshipped by but few. Thousands deify nature while they deny the God of nature... Though in a different form, idolatry exists in the Christian world today as verily as it existed among ancient Israel in the days of Elijah, the God of many professedly wise men, of philosophers, poets, politicians, journalists, the God of polished fashionable circles, is little better than Baal, the Sun-God of Phoenicia. The Great Controversy, page 583. All false worship is spiritual adultery. The second precept, which forbids false worship, is also a command to worship God and Him only serve. The Lord is a jealous God. He will not be trifled with... He has spoken concerning the manner in which he should be worshipped. He has a hatred of idolatry, for its influence is corrupting. It debases the mind and leads to sensuality and all kinds of sin. Ellen White comments in the SDA Bible Commentary, volume 1, page 1106. He who searches the heart desires to win his people from every species of idolatry. Let the word of God, the blessed book of life, occupy the tables now filled with useless ornaments. Spend your money in buying books that will be the means of enlightening the mind in regard to present truth. The time you waste in moving and dusting the multitudinous ornaments in your house, spend in writing a few lines to your friends, in sending papers or leaflets or little books to someone who knows not the truth. Grasp the word of the Lord as the treasure of infinite wisdom and love. This is the guidebook that points out the path to heaven. He points us to the sin-pardoning Saviour, saying, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Oh, that you would search the Scriptures with prayer for hearts and a spirit of surrender to God! Oh, that you would search your hearts as with a lighted candle and discover and break the finest thread that binds you to worldly habits, which divert the mind from God. Plead with God to show you every practice that draws your thoughts and affections from Him. God has given His holy law to men as His measure of character. By this law you may see and overcome every defect in your character. You may sever yourself from every idol And link yourself to the throne of God by the golden chain of grace and truth. Selected Messages, Book 2, page 318. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned because this Friday, February 19th, we're going to have an extra episode a special one, a discussion slash interview about the book of Isaiah.